Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Minnesota Sports Talk. I am your host, David Shelsky, and you can follow me on Twitter at SchoolWorld and at MN Sports Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about some recent interviews the Vikings reported. First off, the coaches, and let's talk about Todd Bowles, D.C. defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay. Um, his coaching history, he started out in 1995 with the Green Bay Packers, player personnel staff, secondary coach for the Jets in 2000, Cleveland Browns from 01 to 04, um, defensive nickel package, that's something I don't see too often, and secondary coach. The 2005 Dallas Cowboys, he was a secondary coach through 2007, Miami Dolphins assistant head coach through 2010, Interim head coach with the 2-1 record for the Miami Dolphins. Was the assistant head coach again, 4-9 record over 2000. Well, that was both in 2011. Philadelphia Eagles in 2012. He was the interim, interim defensive coordinator, and he was the defensive backs coach. So there's been a lot of turmoil in those uh, three years. Or two years. Arizona Cardinals in 2013 and 14, defensive coordinator. They went 10 and 6 and 11 5, so they had some success. He parlayed that into a head coaching gig with the New York Jets from 2015 to 2018. 10 and 6 was his best year in his first year. After that, he went 4 11, 5 11, 4 and 12, and he was out. He became the defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay. Where they went seven and nine, and then went on to acquire Tom Brady in 2020, where they won the Super Bowl, and in 2021 uh, they're deep into the playoffs. Now Todd Bowles, uh, I want to look at his two years with Tampa. In in 2021, they had 20.8 points per game, ranked fourth in the league, yards per game, thirteenth. You often see that uh, when a team is up quite a bit, a good offensive team, you might see a lot of extra passing yards. So, and that builds up and might rank you lower on the yards per game, but which makes the points per game even more impressive. But the thing that stands out, rushing yards, they were ranked third, 1,573 yards for the season. Now, how does that compare to 2020? So there was an improvement from 2020 to 2021. He was 22.2 yards per game, or points per game, as eighth. 327.1 yards per game, sixth. So the yards came up, but the points came down. So pretty consistent, you know, overall. Now, what made it more impressive is the yards rushing per game, 1,289. That is amazing. That ranked them first. You pair of Todd Bowles to come turn around our defense. Pair him with an offensive coordinator. You may have a good team. Now, that's, now that's the thing to look at. Has he learned from his New York Jets time where he... Did not show any consistency in winning, and but as a defensive coordinator, he has been successful in Tampa. Let's move on to 
Dan Quinn, DC defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Let's compare um, Dallas Cowboys in 2020. Dan was not the coach. They were 29.6 points per game, which was right one above the Minnesota Vikings in the bottom 20% of the league, 10%, 15% of the league. They were like fifth, sixth from the bottom. To this year, they turned it around 20.1 yards per game or points per game, ranked seventh. And 351 yards per game, ranked 19th. So there was an improvement. Both the yard and rushing and in uh, passing were a little on the low side, average side. They paired out to be 19th, which is right in the middle. 21.1 yard uh, points per game, ranked seventh. That was impressive. Um, Raheem Morris. Oh, it's a little bit about Dan Quinn and his coaching history. Hofstra Pride <laughs> from '96 to two, or to 2000, defensive line coach became defense coordinator. San Francisco 49ers from 01 to 04 left them with the as a defensive line coach. Miami Dolphins for a couple years, same position. New York Jets 07 08, same position. Came to Seattle Seahawks, assistant head coach, defensive line coach, for, and ended up being defensive coordinator in 2013 and 2014 for the Seahawks, where they won the Super Bowl and then went 12-4. and I think that was the year um, they threw that interception to end the game, 2014. In 2015, Atlanta Falcons became the head coach. Went eight and eight, improved in 2016, 11 and five. Where, if you remember right, he had an amazing offense. Went to the Super Bowl, lost a 25 point lead. Run the ball, Atlanta. <laughs> that second half, they were still passing. Didn't run the ball very much. I watched the Patriots come back and in the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. The following year, he uh, went ten and six. Made this made two rounds in the playoffs before losing, and then the last three years, seven and nine, seven and nine, and then fired midseason, zero and five in twenty twenty. Dallas thought a lot of him and brought him in as a head coach, and he turned around the defense, at least giving up points. So that was impressive. Dallas Cowboys were pretty struggling on defense before he showed up. Now let's talk about Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator for the Rams. His coaching history, he um, just, uh, so let's talk about his defensive coordinator position at the Rams. The year before he came, 18.5 points per game, 281.9 yards. Per game, he takes over. He become they they end up with twenty one point nine yards per game, or points per game, three hundred forty four point nine yards per game, and rushing sixth. 
So that was the impressive part, is that their rushing was sixth in the league. However, they were better the year before. Now, Ryan po now I'm going to talk about the GMs. Now, out of three, these three coaches, Todd Bowles, Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, none flipped the switch for me. They're all defensive coordinators. They're all good coaches. Will they be the guy to lead the Vikings? They have shown success, but will they uh, flip the switch for Vikings fans? I don't think so. I still think they're looking more offensive. However, if the right defensive-minded coach that can be a field general with bringing in the right offensive coordinator can mean a lot. I'm still I'm still high on Nathaniel Hackett over all three of these guys. Just what he did with the Jaguars, what he did in Syracuse. I think uh, his personality and uh, his references from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk about his head coach like he talks about his coordinator. In fact, he says it's a, a great joy that he to show up every day and work with Nathaniel Hackett. But I already talked about Nathaniel Hackett. You can look at one of my previous podcasts. Now, talking about GMs. The one I want to focus on the most right now because I think is a good fit is Ryan Poles. NFL reporter Aaron Wilson recently posted per a league source that Poles had an impressive interview with the Vikings for a general manager job. One of and He's one of three known finalists for the Giants job. He's currently in the first season as the executive director of player personnel for the Kansas City Chiefs. He spent the entire NFL career with the Chiefs. Talk about his career. Um, player personnel assistant in 09, 2010 to 2012. College scouting administrator, 13 and 16, through 16. College scouting coordinator, 2017. Chief director of college scouting, 2018 to 20. Kansas City Chiefs assistant director of player personnel. 2021 Kansas City Chiefs Executive Director of Player Personnel. His education. He graduated from Boston College in 07 with a degree in communications. He was a former lineman himself. The thing that I want to focus on is, is what he did recently. Put... Um, Pro Football Focus ranked Kansas City Chiefs offensive line number two in the NFL. Chiefs were not known for their offensive line until he, until he came around. The Chiefs replaced their entire starting offensive line heading into the season, which is uh, probably the most impress impressive thing that they've done the uh, Orlando Brown Jr. ranked a 75.1 rating Joe Thune 80.6 center 91.4 Creed Humphrey Trey Smith 72.1 Lucas Niang 
64.6. How does this compare to the Vikings? Christian Derrissaw, 71.8. Brian O'Neill, 73.7 at the tackles. <clears throat> Ezra Cleveland, 68.1. Garrett Bradbury, 60.2. And Ole Udo, 54.7. We don't have much or far to go to improve this offensive line, but... That Minnesota Vikings, the 23rd ranked the, our offensive line in the league. And, and honestly, it has been much worse prior to that. He was given a lot of credit for uh, drafting two rookies and starting them. Something the Vikings have a problem with doing in the past was starting rookies if you're talking about Justin Jefferson Stefan Diggs was inactive to start his career Adam Allen took him two or three years to break through the Vikings have a problem with starting rookies now we could go into the draft draft alignment bring in a free agent whatever we're gonna look we're gonna focus on right guard most likely Ezra Cleveland's playing out of position, but is serviceable at left guard with and shows some breakout potential. Garrett Bradbury honestly played pretty good the last couple of games. A few games after he got, uh, I think he was a healthy scratch at center. And they started Cole in front of him. I am really high. On Ryan Poles. Now, here's another person I'm pretty high on. is John Spytek. One of my favorite quotes for, from him. They were facing adversity. They had a lot of injuries in the secondary. And this is what he said about it. This is a wonderful opportunity for us to have a leg up on other teams. He has injuries. He says it's a wonderful opportunity. He says... In October, everyone is going to lose players, but if we're better than everybody else, it's another advantage for us. And he's talking about replacing the players that were injured. Other highlights to him that he's been given credit for. He was instrumental in the acquisition of free agents such as linebacker Shaquille Barrett, defensive tackle Ndamukong Sue. That's everybody's favorite. When he's with the Lions. Running back Leonard Fournette and trading for linebacker Jason Pierre Paul. When the Bucks decided to pursue Tom Brady in 2020 offseason, it was Spy Tech who dubbed it Operation Shoeless Joe Jackson from the movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, he will come. Meaning if you build the team, he'll come. He told that to his general manager. A former, he's a former teammate of Tom Brady at Michigan, although he's younger than Tom Brady. He played for a couple, I think he was a sophomore when Brady was a senior, roughly. Spytech helped land the star quarterback with the Bucks, the biggest free agent acquisition in franchise history. 
He's currently the Vice President of Player Personnel. It, it's Spytek's first role in six overall with the Buccaneers. He started out in 04 with the Detroit Lions. 05, or as an intern, he was with the Eagles as an intern in 05. 06, he was a Philadelphia Eagles college scouting assistant. This guy worked his way up. 07, 09, Philadelphia Eagles college pro scout. 2010, 2012, Cleveland Browns director of college scouting. 2013, Denver Broncos Southwest Area Scout. 14 and 15, Denver Broncos National Scout. 16 through the eight, 2016 through 2020, Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Director of Player Personnel. 21, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Vice President of Player Personnel. His education, he played linebacker at the University of Michigan from 99 to 2002, earning a bachelor's degree in general studies and a master's degree in sports management. Hometown is Pewaukee, Wisconsin. He's a regional boy. Now, out of the, so so far these two I like because of their college scouting history. Spytech even has even more of it. It sounds like he was instrumental in building the Tampa Bay's roster. They set a goal, they made it, and they got Tom Brady to come to Tampa. They built it and he would come. And much like much like uh Spielman did. We had a team, we needed a we felt like we needed to upgrade a quarterback. He had built a good roster, took us to the NFC title game, built it and he will come. And that's what they did in the Buccaneers. Of course, there is some history with Spielman making some bad decisions on quarterbacks, not building the offensive line. Some recent picks at uh Went south off the field. Bringing in people, um, free agents, in desperation, losing some draft picks. So there's some history there. Hopefully Spy Tech or Poles wouldn't make those same mistakes. Catherine Wright. She's the vice president of player personnel for the Philadelphia Eagles and believed to be the highest ranking female professional staffer in the NFL. 2015 to 2017, she was with the Montreal Alouettes, coordinator of football administration. 2017, Montreal Alouettes, assistant general manager. 18 and 19, Toronto Argonauts, director of football administration. 19 and 20, she was hired Philadelphia Eagles, player personnel coordinator. 21, bumped up to Philadelphia Eagles, vice president of player personnel. Her education, completed a degree in a law at University de Sherbrooke in Quebec. It was a French name. I, I murdered it. Canada, where she also earned a master's degree in tax. She practiced law for the Quebec Law Association before making her transition to professional sports in 2015. Hometown, Quebec, Canada. Nothing against Catherine Reich. It seems like she, you know, skyrocketed her career in a very short amount of time. The Eagles trusted her. 
but I am hard pressed to find out any information, things that she was, that you can point to her being making the decision on. Not that she hasn't done it, but I just can't find any too much information. So I'm gonna, I would say I'd pass on Catherine Reich. I think she'll have opportunity down the road. It's just that she doesn't have a whole lot of experience compared to the other two. And I like the fact that she was, the other two were players and were scouts. Uh, That's always going to be a leg up for me is that they had the scouting part of it down, being able to, to know, to, to have played with or have seen players. I just think that, Catherine Wright could be at a disadvantage there. However, if if she shows her worth, more information comes out, it could change my mind. But right now, I just nothing's out there. Minnesota Vikings reportedly were really high on Ryan Poles as he left the interview. But honestly, John Spitek's looking pretty good too. Now that's it for today. Thank you for joining me. On Minnesota Sports Talk, I appreciate all of you. Again, you can follow me on at Skull World and at MN Sports Podcast. Have a great day. I talk to you soon.